Welcome to episode 17 of the Sportscast podcast with me, Liam. And me, Jordan. Today we'll have a quick look at the Rugby World Cup, the Singapore Grand Prix, the weekend of football fixtures and some talking points that have happened around the world of sport. week of sport should we start with the rugby your sport yeah quite a busy weekend again being the group stages uh started off on thursday night with home um home nation france beating quite a stern uruguay and then friday new zealand beating not really resilient nambia but uh beating 71 yeah, three quite there has been some Really, really high-scoring games, but it's not necessarily surprising. Some of the some of the no. fixtures, but some of the actual whitewashers have been insane. Yeah, ridiculous. I mean, like Ireland against Romania last week. South Africa beat Romania this weekend, seventy-six nil. Samoa beat Chile forty-three ten. That that was tighter than I thought it was going to be. And then um, Ireland Tonga fifty-nine seventeen to Ireland. Ireland looking everything that they are, world number ones at the minute. Yeah, Wales. Painstakingly beat Portugal 28-8. Not convincing. It, it was There was 13 changes from the team that beat Fiji. So it's almost a second team. Mm. But a lot of the Portuguese players playing in lower league in France, things like that, they should have been putting them to bed by 30, 40 points. But they got the bonus point win. They did what they needed to do. They sit pretty at the top of the group and it's made it very interesting with Fiji beating Australia today. 22-15. Really tight game. Yeah, and I'll be honest, I thought it was going to be tight, but I thought that result was going to be the other way around. Yeah. It does Wales a massive favour at the top of that group. And then this evening's England-Japan, the last game of the weekend. Should round a England victory at that one. Yeah, Japan uh, uh, Japan have a massive fighting spirit. They beat South Africa a few World Cups ago. Um, that sort of changed the face of rugby in Japan. But... Um, England should should see that one out comfortably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Talk about Formula One. Yeah. Did you catch the Singapore Grand Prix? I did. Um, For those of you listening that didn't catch the Singapore Grand Prix, even if you're not a Formula One fan, please go and watch the highlights on YouTube. It was it was, in my opinion, the best race of the season so far, and the. The the kind of definition of what Formula One should be. It was exciting. It was unpredictable. It was um, predictable in a way. I say unpredictable, but predictable in a way. Like uh, yeah. it, it, it was. It was. It was genuinely four teams at the top fighting for first, second, and third place. That's how it should be. Yeah, I, I, I'm probably. I didn't find it the most exciting race of the year. Really? No, I thought. The Zandort with the weather coming in and, and, and everything else a few few races ago was mm. I think they had the hundred and sixty three overtakes, the highest ever in a Formula One race. Okay. 
but uh, I didn't see that till till well after you know days after the race. Yeah. But, um, but in in hindsight, I guess this race had racing. It had racing, and it had really, really consistent and strong and integral tactical both driving and decisions from the team. Yeah, it had, exactly. And, um, it, and it wasn't a massive fuck up from a team's uh, strategy that caused. The outcome of the race, which is what we've seen a lot. Exactly. So the outcome of the race, just for those, uh, signs uh, one. It's the, it's the first time this season that a Red Bull car has not won a Grand Prix, which is fantastic. However, Christian Horner obviously um, saying that the car was 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 not set up right. They could not get the set up right. Max said it was all over the track. And to be fair, Max wasn't as angry as I thought he would be. I know obviously he's miles ahead of the championship, but... Um, the car was terrible this weekend. It was sliding all over the place, but well happy for signs. Lando in second, and thanks to a unbelievably disappointing last lap crash for what? George Russell. What, what did that cause? Third from, from George was it? I think it was pressure from his teammate behind. I think he was pushing because they were he, on. He didn't seem to lock up massively or mm. or anything. He just seemed to. He was chasing Lando down on much fresher tyres, and I think he was having pressure from behind from Lewis. So too, I think it was just... Th- too much confidence in the tyres, maybe, that we were going to stop? Or? Too much pressure on him to catch Lando and to fend off Hamilton, I think. In I, don't, opinion, I don't think they'd have let Lewis take. I think I think he was yeah. to, to, to be close enough to George to both take Lando to get a 2-3. I don't think it was a... Yeah. Uh, a Lewis was going to take George. Yeah. Very disappointed as a McLaren fan, in my opinion. If 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 Lando would have pitted under the VSC, um, he would have won the race, in my opinion. He would have come out behind, technically behind the Mercedes, but then the Mercedes did the double stack, so they would be back in front of the Mercedes. Yeah. He would have easily cleared cleared Leclerc, and then he would have hunted signs down, no problem whatsoever, in my opinion. And what a double stack as well! Fantastic. You see him. Happen and, and I mean, look at Alonso's pit stop that he had 25 seconds. You know, you see things go wrong and the pressure's on. And you know, I think for Mercedes, they this the pressure was on because they could see a race win out of this. Yeah, I think that's what they thought. So to, to double stack and still come out where they have, yeah, it, it, it was a very, very good call, yeah, and very well executed. Mm. Really pleased for the smooth operator, <laughs> uh, really pleased for Lando. Really pleased for Aston Martin in general. Double points finish. I think Piastri finished seventh or eighth. McLaren. Uh, McLaren, sorry. Uh, leading into Aston Martin. Yeah. So Aston Martin had a double non-points finish. Obviously, Stroll never even started. DNS. Massive, um, massive huge crash. Off, right? mm. And then Alonso. I don't really know what happened to Alonso. He just seemed to. He finished eighteenth or nineteenth or something stupid he, like that. He. Well, there was more DNS. Sorry, maybe fifteenth yeah. or sixteenth, something like that. But. Well, he had he had the long pit stop, so he he went to the pits and the, he it wasn't ready. Did it was a twenty five point eight second pit stop? Yeah. I remember. Yeah. Um. But no. So uh, the McLaren closing the gap to um Aston Martin by st- uh, with the difference of seventy eight points. Seventy eight points with eleven races left. Uh, no, not as many as that. Um, Ten. Well, we're sixteen in, probably nine. Yeah. So eight. Twenty four race season. We could see McLaren take. Third. That's, no, fourth. That would be huge. Yeah. I can't so, see Ferrari throwing it away. I can't, I can't. So the current standings are McLaren. Uh, no, they're not. Red Wishful Bull. thinking. Red Bull, Mercedes, Ferrari, Ferrari, 
uh, Aston and McLaren, I think we'll see before the end of the season. Aston and McLaren switch. I would love to see that. And I would love to see Piastri, who has been doing amazing in his rookie season, uh, pick up some more points as well um, and, and, and leapfrog some of the midfield. How good was Liam? Liam Lawson was fantastic. Qualified 10th through to Q3 and then finished 9th despite some quite intense pressure from, from, from all around. Yeah, and he didn't exactly just let Max fly past him when Max came through. Yeah. You know, he raced everybody that he could race. So. Yeah, absolutely. Really, really pleased with him. Um, just one talking point before we move on from Formula One. Yeah. Um, Obviously, on the 20th, 27th, 28th of November this year, we've got the first ever Las Vegas Grand Prix. I think it's the 18th. Oh, is it the 18th? Yeah. Um, the it's, it's, It had a bit of controversy, obviously, Las Vegas. I'm very excited for the race. However, if you've been following some of the, some of the Las Vegas TikTok accounts, they've obviously closed massive swathes of the Strip and some of the back... Um, adjoining roads and some adjacent roads to do the um, grandstands. Well, to do the resurfacing. Yeah. However, one thing that's happened this weekend is overnight. If you if you know Las Vegas, if you don't know Las Vegas, you'll know the the famous Street. Bellagio fountains. Yeah. Oh yeah. And on the Bellagio fountains, just in front of the Bellagio fountains, there's probably two dozen quite established, mature trees. And they've come in overnight and just hacked them all down. And it's it's basically an epitome of America where there's no no yeah. green and all just concrete. They've done all that. And they've just started erecting the grandstands. And they've cut off quite a significant... They've, they've cut off the uh, access to... I think it's there's a like an artificial volcano thing outside. Yeah. They? They've, they've cut off access to Margaritaville. They've cut off access to Caesars Palace's um, valet area. So that it's causing quite a bit of... Disruption. I think I think that's the thing. I think with Monaco, Monaco's the the buzz is only there around the race. Mm. You know, Monaco Grand Prix is four percent of Monaco's GDP for, for, really? the, for the year. Wow. Yeah, so one weekend generates four percent of the. Um, mm. You know, so it's quite a it's quite a money spinner for them. Whereas mm. Vegas is still Vegas. Yeah, it's not it's not shut down for. The weekend like monaco you know you don't go during racing season it's a thriving place that's, yeah you know vegas is still that tourist hotspot that's still nothing will be different the buzz in vegas will be exactly the same now as what it will be on november 18th yeah at 11 p.m local time mm. and they've like like i say they, they've if if uh if you have a look all over tiktok really just vegas grand prix um there's more People complain it's locals and things and tree huggers, to be fair. But um, net zero by 2030 isn't going to be achieved by cutting down well-established trees outside a casino. But, but we know how the loopholes have got around. Yeah. Perching areas of the buying, rainforest. Buying rainforests and trees yeah. and then leaving it alone. Um, I did say last point off on the one, but I just want to give a shout-out to Williams as well. Uh, the golf livery. Absolutely love the golf livery. In my opinion, the best... One of the best liveries uh, uh, that we had for a very long time. Love the 1966 Ford GT mm. original Golf livery. It looked fantastic on the car. Um, 
it's just a shame that they didn't probably get that kind of pace out yeah. of this weekend. Yeah. But again, they're not set up for them. They're set up for Straight the Austrians and, mm. you know, and things like that. So cool. it's just never going to be their weekend. Yeah, I promise we can move on now. Football. Mm-hmm. Caught anything? Caught much? Caught nothing? No football. I've been busy all weekend other than the catch-up of the Grand Prix and that's it. So Man United lost at home to Brighton. I, I say that. I didn't see that. I did see that. That was embarrassing. That's, yeah. Um, Brighton go fourth after the Newcastle game last night. So... It, there's there's a few big big things. Spurs beat Sheffield United one um, 0 down. Ninety eighth minute, Spurs score. Hundredth minute, Spurs score again. Score both goals deep in stoppage time, and you you had massive displays of time wasting of, of of you know trying to run the game out by Sheffield United, and a lot of times got added on, and they conceded two goals in it. So yeah, but there's been quite a few games with with late late goals. Nothing really sort of too exciting. I know I know um Liverpool beat Wolves three one away from home again. Eighty fifth, ninety first minute goals, so pretty late on. Um Bournemouth drew with Chelsea today. Bournemouth haven't won yet this season. You had uh Newcastle beat Brentford again. Newcastle looking strong again this season. They go to AC Milan this week in the Champions League. So Newcastle back at you know elite level football. So that, that that's you know it's good for the for for the, the the team and the town. You do struggle to see how Man United are going to beat Bayern Munich when they've lost to uh, Brighton. But no, I don't. I think that this is where you've had you know I think I think I said a stat of uh, the goalkeeper Anana has has faced ten shots on target this season. This season and conceded seven, mm. but you know he's going to go there and have the game of his life. Maguire's going to keep Harry Kane quiet, and Casemiro's going to turn into prime Iniesta. We'll we'll uh, we'll talk about that. Next yeah, week. so I, you know it's one of them, and, and it, it just I don't know. He's, he's United. He they, they play poorly against the poor teams, and play, not that Brighton are because Brighton have turned. You know they they finished top top eight last year and they weren't very well established, but they don't. They're not playing well this year. So you had Cardiff beat Swansea in the South Wales derby with one of my favourite players in Aaron Ramsey mm. back at his home homeboy club scoring late on uh, for 2 0. Again, not too much around League One. Um, derby Portsmouth, two big, big teams there, one all. Um, quite a few draws, but nothing fixture-wise, that, that really sort of stands out in that division at the minute, with Exeter City still top um, of that league. League 2, probably one where we have most interest, because Doncaster, our local team, yeah. with Notts County, Wrexham, the two big teams that have done what they've done. The Wrexham documentary started again this week. Mm. So don't know if you caught last year's. They followed, because Ryan Reynolds and yeah, Ryan yeah, McKelney yeah. have brought the club... So they followed a season with them, and, and they didn't. They went out in the playoffs last year. Obviously, the one the, uh, the year before last year's series. This series come on with of last year's, and the first episode's out on that. So I look forward to watching that again this it's week. Kind of like a, what what drive to survive does for Formula One is what this this documentary does for this, kind of league, lower league football, and especially this, around the world when the Americans. There's a lot of hype around um, into Miami at the moment, and football and soccer over there is getting a big thing. But obviously, it's driving interest in 
English football as well. In this first episode, they they, they sort of review what's happened since the release of the last one. Mm. And there's a guy that runs this pub that's against the stadium. He's he he's where everyone goes before the game and, and, and everything else and um, he was sat in there and he was saying, you know, since the documentary has been mad, we just have people walking in and from anywhere in the world, yeah. you know, and they've come to watch Wrexham. It's fantastic. And whilst they were filming it, it's like half ten in the morning and some, and some Yanks walk in and you just can't fathom just how much of an impact it's had yeah. around the place. And I've, I've about 15 years ago, it's one of the old chat managers, Obviously, I'm Welsh. I, I, I sort of tend to go towards Wrexham if you know to the lo- you know lower mm. to try and bring people through on Football Manager, and um, <laughs> and so I always always have kept an eye on them because they're the you know Cardiff Swansea Wrexham sort of thing, but um, you know they've not been in the football league for so many years and, and they fell down. They're a massive club. Years gone by, but they've sort of now got the backing and the and the fan base around them where they can sort of build on that and the, the, you know again this weekend picked up another win against Grimsby 3-0 quite a strong um, result really Wrexham were up to up to fourth with Notts County second Doncaster Rovers got their first result of the season um, and in true Doncaster fashion took an overhead kick for the first goal and a 96th minute winner from uh, close that was probably a cross. People will say that he's got it in him, but Ben Close will never admit it, but it was a cross. So Doncaster <laughs> have got the first win this season. So under Grant McCann, they should be looking at pushing on. There's nothing sort of too much to report. Rangers and Celtic both picked up results this weekend. Celtic sit pretty at the top of the SPL, but Rangers just fallen behind by four points. So that could be that division all but sewn up, really, because uh, the the kind of Celtic don't really drop points much around, you know, to teams around them. No. And uh, Rangers have already dropped too many. So Forest play Burnley Monday, and then European football comes back yeah. with AC Milan, Newcastle, mm. Paris Saint Germain, Borussia Dortmund. And then trying to think, let's have a look. Like I say, Bayern Munich, Manchester United, they're probably the big games with uh, a full championship fixture list as well. So plenty of football to be going on. Brighton play the first game in European football on Thursday night at home to AEK, AEK Athens. Liverpool are in Europa League this year, so not really having a very good time. But started the season strong. International football on Tuesday, the 12th, um, Scotland yeah. played England, which was the 150th anniversary um, heritage match, sort of anniversary special, uh, the oldest game in international football, 150 years since England first played Scotland in Partick, which was a nil-nil draw. However, this time around, 150 years on, we won, we being England, you being Wales, so it's not really applicable, (laughs) apologies, England winning 3-1. 
Interestingly, I watched a post-match interview with the Scotland manager and obviously Harry Maguire scored a 67th minute own goal um, for for Scotland. Well, for England, but for Scotland. Yeah. And the... I don't know whether it was the the interviewer trying to be funny or whatever, but he basically said uh, to the Scotland manager, it's, it's the first time that... Um, it's the first, first goal that, that Scotland have scored and it was scored by England. Uh, do, do, would you like a, a player like Harry Maguire on your team? And without hesitation, he went, no, absolutely not. Thank you, though. <laughs> I think... And, and, and if you ask me if I'd take any Englishman on the Welsh team... I, they're all way better than our current squad. Mm. But no, I wouldn't. <laughs> that's, the, that, that's the long and short of it. So, um, But no, it'll be interesting next week to go back over the Champions League. Got another weekend of rugby um, from the group stages of the Rugby World Cup. Japanese Grand Prix. Yes, as well. One of my favourites. Yeah, it's one of it's, it's all there with me in the top top sort of three, five Four races. Has to be wet currently. That makes it even more exciting. Mm. The problem you have with Japan is when it's wet, it's soaking. Yeah, three years in a row, that would make it. Yeah, so um be nice if it stays dry, get some good racing. But with everything that's gone on around Japan, with Jules Bianchi, mm. with Gasly, with the tractor, with on, the tractor on, yeah. on there, it'd be nice to see a nice, clean race this year. So if it can stay dry and we have a good race, then even better. Yep. Join us again next week. <laughs>